Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I am Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you both? I am still on cloud nine post Eurovision. I am not going to lie. I was going to say, I've been thinking about you all weekend. <laughs> Talk me through it, because you were having a Eurovision party. Yeah, I did. I had, a, I had like uh, 13 people in the end come round, um, and it went really well, which was great. I cooked loads of food, too much food. I've still got bottles and bottles of booze, because everyone bought booze, but like <laughs> we've got so much booze that we can not we even drink it all. Um uh, so I've got loads of booze left, which is great. Um, and um, yeah, we just we we watched the show and uh, and laughed and cried. I will admit, I had a little shed a little tear um, watching um, Ukraine win and Sam Ryder, Essex's finest, come second. Um, yeah, because it was a last big, week on the show. Night. Your predictions were you definitely thought UK top four, didn't you? So to be second is amazing i'm super super stoked and i think um <clears throat> i don't know if you saw saw clips of his performance but he like he was like spot on like note perfect um there was this whole guitar solo that he did and it just it was just really well done and and like just the uk getting 12 points from all these countries i was like <laughs> like and I, initially i was a bit nervous because <clears throat> You know, I live in a in a small flat. I've got neighbours all around, and I was a bit like, "Oh, I don't want to make too much noise." Blah blah. And then eventually, when these twelve points were coming in, I was like, <laughs> "Like, oh, get in!" Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, "The neighbours are just going to have to deal with it." Um, and to be fair, I didn't get any complaints. You know, so um, so all good. Um, what was the vibe? I'm guessing everyone's over the moon. But when the twelve started rolling in, because that's something that has never happened is it or certainly not for years <laughs> it, we got 112 in, tw- in 2017 like, there's my knowledge um Love but that. prior to that we haven't had any for years and years and years um so um so yeah it was just it was just really yeah total and and it's nice as well because you kind of believe that he's like a real artist who's going to have a career do you know what I mean it's he's not going to like disappear off the back of it he's been on like I saw him over the last couple of days. He's been on Lorraine and BBC Breakfast and like all these big radio shows. He did Capital and stuff. And like, I don't know, it's just like, I think it's like nice to think that going forward, the acts that consider doing Eurovision will be better because of him. You know what I mean? And not only is he an amazing singer, obviously, but just from what I've seen in interviews and heard since, just seems the most lovely man and just the most gracious and was just more than happy to be second. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, that's, a, that's a lovely thing. That's a man with a big heart. Yeah, definitely get that vibe. Big hair, big heart. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, no, he's definitely like a, a great ambassador for the UK. And I think it ends that sort of thing where it's like, oh, Europe hates us and we're never going to win we could have won we could have yep. won it was a close run thing and to come second you know it's not it's it's never been the case that people hate the UK it's just clearly it's just that the songs weren't good enough and this song was like top notch and really well performed anyway I could blab on all night can people do Eurovision twice yeah 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 and the it, same it, person return yeah, and they have done in the past. I think what it means is that, and Sam Ryder himself said this, that like um, that he, him doing so well 
will like show artists that this is a viable platform for you to like build your career on and um and so hopefully next year we'll get a better caliber of people coming through even even more so and giving the bbc more choice of, of who they're gonna put forward as our act anyway bob how are you are you all right i'm really good thank you babe still just been getting settled into the new place but i'm getting there Ordered some garden furniture. Oh, of course. Just well, with this glorious so heat. Yeah. It's going to take about two weeks. So I'm, I'm fingers crossed that we've still got sun in two weeks. I'm sure we will. I'm yeah, fingers crossed. I'm that we're going to have a good summer. So, yeah, just really good. Getting, getting settled. And, I saw um, you were buying um, some smellies today. I've got this new obsession. I say new obsession. I've kind of been a bit obsessed with candles and wreaths for a while. But I just love a diffuser and all things scents. You know, like room sprays, candles. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of going a bit, bit extreme on that now, so I've kind of got to calm down because there's just reeds in, it's just all over the place. <laughs> you have to, I, I remember when I lived with a friend of mine a couple of years ago, and I remember saying to her, she used to light like all of her scented candles at once, they'd all be different smells, and I'd be like, you're just overpowering everything. Like, why don't you just light one? Yeah. And that will that will do the job. You don't need every room to smell like, you know, I don't know, peach blossom or uh, <laughs> chocolate. You're going to cancel everything out as well, aren't <laughs> yeah. you? I'm a little bit of a pomegranate boy. Okay. Um, so my, my, just always, for, forever and a day, I've loved pomegranate. Um, Joe Malone just do the most amazing, um, yeah. yeah, just, just the, the nuts. And uh, But like you say, you can't be mixing can't be mixing the scents so well also it gives me a bit a of a time. headache i get a bit like too much too many and i'm a bit like oh it's a bit like do you ever find if you go to um like a aftershave shop or something and or like if you're in duty free or something and you t- yeah. and you're smelling them all and eventually it all just becomes the same smell you it's can't like really yeah and 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 my head's a bit like oh god i need to like step away from this it's like too much <laughs> not imagine how the people that work there must feel constantly oh. being surrounded by it i think you must become immune to it yeah you must right um uh, otherwise you'd be awful but then at least i guess you come home from work smelling lovely every day there's no like no doubt this, is, a, this is definitely a perk <laughs> but i think when, when you have the same scent and like I say because I've always loved pomegranate I think you kind of become a bit immune it's like do you ever remember going around a friend this sounds a really weird thing to say but you'd go around a friend's house at school and the smell of their their washing pack like things like that people's houses have a smell yeah um and I don't know if you can often always smell your own when you're so used to yeah yeah it's like having, having 44 reeds and candles <laughs> all the same smell it kind of just becomes a little bit you pomegranated out um <laughs> But uh, yeah, long may the weather last. Yes, it's been lovely, hasn't it? And I, today I didn't have, I, I mean, usually I, when I'm doing this now, I'm in the office, but today I couldn't be because I had someone come around to uh, really, really exciting stuff to look at my boiler. Um, uh, <laughs> um, and usually, you know, on my lunch times, if I'm at home, I like a tiny little nap. Um, but today I was like, no, do you know what? It's too nice outside to, to have a nap. So I went for a little walk. I popped into to Sainsbury's. 
um got myself a little can of coke living the dream um oh, you know nice. like and just um and and just soak it up because you never know in the uk when it's going to end so yeah from <laughs> one hour to the next it's always like just <laughs> never take it for granted exactly exactly yeah because literally it could be pissing down rain in, in five minutes so um so who knows well we have an exciting show coming up tonight and actually a bit of a reunion for me so at the end of the show we've got um joanna shimonides who um, I did this show with before you came along, Bob. Um, uh, so it'd be great to talk to her. But um, first up, we have Dr. Alex George. So it's actually a bit of a Love Island, uh, Love Island love special. Fest. Yeah, Love Island Love Fest um, <laughs> um, this evening. But we so we discussed Eurovision. But there is another big story that's still doing the rounds, isn't there, Bob? Would this be Wagatha Christie? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it would be Wagatha Christie. Good lord. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know we touched upon it briefly last week, and I'm not sure. I think it ends this week. I think there should be a conclusion by the, end, be, of, yeah. by the end of this. I'm still very much in the mindset of not knowing how this is going to go. I mean, I've seen on social media today that I think Colleen's had to provide... Well, I've seen screen grabs of the three fake stories that she'd put on her Insta story. Mm-hmm. I think one was about a flood. One was yep. about gender selection, and one I think was about her car. Or, car, or, yeah. And um, so it's it's still going strong, but it's it's so hard to to kind of call it. Yeah, I think it's well. I think well, we'll wait and see in the end what the what the outcome is. I don't feel like. I think when you saw when today I saw some text messages that Rebecca Vardy had been exchanging with her agent. Um, which is embarrassing enough for them to have to come out in public, do you know what I mean, as part of this trial. Um, I feel like she's not coming out of this too well, but to be honest, neither of them are, really. <laughs> what are the texts? I've not seen the texts. Um, talking about stories and getting them into the papers and things. Um, so, you know, it's it's not... It's complicated um and and obviously it's like a libel situation so i don't want to get anyone in trouble that certainly not myself um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um but uh yeah you know i think um yeah i like i said no one's really coming out of this well and i think i think today wayne and jamie were also involved for the first time so the husbands were getting involved and i think i i, I saw a good meme where it's like <laughs> Jamie and Jamie and um, Wayne looking at each other, just being like, "God, like, like rolling their eyes and being like, Jesus Christ, are we still like, <laughs> like our, our, our wives still going through all of this?" The one thing I do think is funny as well, though, is that like, uh, there's been comment that like um, Rebecca Vardy hasn't looked at Colleen once during the the trial, whereas Colleen really? has basically been like staring her down when she's been <laughs> like, um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. The whole thing's just a bit of a mess, isn't it? I certainly, I think with that and Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, it makes you realise why people quite often don't go to court for libel issues because, um, like, you have to have everything out there, everything you've discussed and things, private discussions that you've had with people made public... I don't know. It becomes I... very messy, doesn't it? I think, and we touched upon it last week. Allegedly, what what I've been seeing online, I think whoever is to win this case, and that's even if anyone does, does someone have to win? 
I mean, I'm not very good with stuff like this, but I think whatever the outcome, the end, yeah. yeah, whatever the outcome will be, I think both sides will be spending more on legal and lawyers and their legal teams than is even than they're going to recuperate, which it, it shows. I think it's obviously it's coming down to both wanting to prove they're right, and and I guess it's it's not about money now. It's mm. about um, reputation. Yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a thing. And, it, now, and it's it's that kind of thing. Like you say, once it gets to the situation where taxes and I don't know, it's. Uh, I would certainly not want my is. my texts that I send to people out in the public eye. I mean, like, and I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not even trying to sell stories. You know what I mean? Like, because because anyone's phone is their private property, right? Of course, like, yeah. And to have to like. I don't know. I just think I'd be allowed to know. Just bit like, nah, nah, thanks. I'd rather just get on with my life. <laughs> and, what and... do you reckon will be the the outcome of it? Do you reckon we'll see just a let's just both agree to disagree? <sighs> Honestly, can't tell because it's not my area of expertise. Do you know what I mean? This sort of thing. I don't know what. Like you kind of said, I don't. I don't yeah, it's just it's just a bit of a mess, isn't it? Really. Um, I certainly, I certainly wouldn't want to go through it, and I wouldn't want anyone I knew, knew know to go through it either. Do you know what I mean? Like just that that whole thing. Wow. Um, but there you go. That's the nature of the beast. There was also some sad news this week. Um, I know we we touched on it before. Um, uh, that Britney Spears um, sadly lost the the baby that she was expecting. I think it was all in the fairly early stages, but it's still pretty devastating story for her and her um well is it husband now i'm a bit unsure it is husband sam isn't it (laughs) or is it fiance still well they didn't they kind of suggest that they because she's been calling him her husband and stuff and but there's nothing actually been seen i don't think because she doesn't really go out and like you don't see her get papped or anything anymore do you like no um that's yeah just rocking up at no boo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always no boo, isn't it? It's like that's the place. Always, um, always. But yeah, heartbreaking for her um, because I, I know, obviously, after she spoke about the the conserv, I can never say the word conservatorship. Conserve. I can never say that. Yeah, after <laughs> all of that, I know that she was very much obviously over the moon, and they wanted to to start a family. And, well, because um, she said, didn't she? She she was forced to take um, to keep her uh, birth control in, you know, using birth control and things. So, as part of her conservatorship, so this was her sort of freedom, freedom of choice, you know. Yeah. Oh, bless her. Well, um, love, love, and hugs to Britney. Yeah, yeah, and and also I've heard rumours that she is going to be coming back with some new music. So, um, at some point, and. And I'm looking forward to that because I'm here for it. Come and do a London tour. I want to see her at the O2. Yeah, hundred um, percent. She was actually the first big gig I ever went to when I was about fifteen. That uh, was really amazing. It was really good. Yeah, we. It was the Onyx Hotel tour. Um, I remember. Yeah, I really. I'm, where did we see her? Anyway, it was it was an exciting time, and um, yeah, like I, I feel a bit. Um, I've always loved her like ever since, you know what I mean? So, so I think anything, new music or anything that she does will be 
very exciting. She's so, definitely on my list. So you know, everyone. I'm guessing everyone does. I certainly do have a list of people that you want to see live. Yeah, um, she's out there. Yeah, as with Adele. There's a few people on there. Get yourself to Vegas. Vegas. This is it. Yeah, get yourself to Vegas and get a Britney ticket. Yeah, um, oh. fun times. Um, all right, cool. Well, our first guest, Dr. Alex George, is here. So let's get him in. Fab. Hey. Hello, Alex. How are you doing? Good, thanks, Bobby. How are you doing? What's going on? Really good, thank you. Thanks for joining us this evening. So thanks for having me. How, I, I actually, do you know what? I've got a bone to pick with you, Dr. Alex, because you are the reason I joined TikTok which is now one of the biggest things of my life. It was my biggest. <laughs> TikTok's a, it's a rabbit hole, isn't it, that place? Yeah, it, it just sucks up all your time. And then suddenly you realise two hours have gone by. Um, mm. But it was one of your, it was something you posted. I can't remember what it was. And I was like, well, this looks like a fun thing. Maybe I'll download TikTok. And then suddenly now it's... Well, thank now you. It's... I'm sorry at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to make you feel bad, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the one you have a screen time for, right? Doesn't it? You need that screen time. Um, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the lock so that it yes. doesn't let you... Um, yes. um, anyway, how are you doing? How have you been? Good. Yeah, good. It's been a busy... Like, Mental Health Wins so busy. And like the week before and... Yes, it, it, good. But uh, I'm, I'm trying to have a little bit more of a gentler week this week because it was a lot last week. I think mean, it's such an amazing thing, isn't it? And I wanted to ask you, obviously, the thing you do with mental health, like people are slowly speaking about it more, which is amazing. But there's still, even after the last few years of people saying it's okay to not be okay and that we should be speaking more, there still seems to be a bit of a taboo for some people, isn't there? Do you find that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, I mean, uh, a survey I saw the other day should I still, you know, and this is a recent survey, less than half of um, people, Brits, are happy to actually talk about their, their mental health. So we are doing a lot better. And I think actually, if you looked at that stat maybe five years ago, I reckon that would be a lot worse. So I think we're improving, but I think there's still work to be done. I think there's a huge issue amongst male mental health at the moment still. Um, we know that men are 10 times more likely to take their own lives. Um, and we know that men in general, um, you know, a lot of men find it very difficult to actually reach out, ask for help and go and get help. So as much as it's important to focus on resources and funding towards mental health services, you've got to get men to talk. Um, and so ultimately, you know, that's the whole premise of why ITV2 and the Calm campaign around how we move is so important. It's trying to look at ways you can kind of engage people. There's not this kind of mental health above the door stigma. It's like doing it in a different way that people don't feel as taboo about it. Yeah. Tell us a bit about this show and, and what's involved. Yeah. So, so uh, how we move, the kind of idea is that we speak to um, three pairs of friends who are celebrities and talk to them about the ways they get through life, you know, from dealing with the you know, stress, uh, looking after themselves in the good times, and then particularly focusing on ways that are not the kind of obvious ones. Right? People you know, associate self-care, well-being with, uh, you know, having a bath and putting a candle on, and that's fine, but you know, that's not for everyone. I love a bath and a candle, but I mean, it's, it really isn't for everyone. And so it's finding ways that, you know, hearing stories, I guess, from people that do it in a different way. You know, for example, nail painting, hula hooping, handstands, We've had rapping, we've had hoovering, uh, we have we had we have had oh organizing stationery. Uh, so there's all sorts of things people do. Uh, and I think it's trying to should go, do you know what? Self-care doesn't have to be this kind of like you, you know, one-dimensional thing. It can be whatever it is that helps you be in the present more, worry less, and feel more at peace. What what's your go-to, Alex? If you're having a day or an hour where you're you're feeling it a little bit more, what what would you do? 
I think the lifesaver for me has been, and particularly throughout the pandemic, is going for a girl stomp, go outside for a walk, a bit of fresh air, whether it's raining or it's windy or it's sunny, like going outside for a good walk and just being like out in fresh air, it makes a huge difference for me. If I can't get outside in the daytime or I can't get out and it's been a really busy day, I feel really like pent up. So I need to just go for a walk just to clear my head. And I usually put a bit of music on and, you know, you just kind of, you just like stop worrying about things. You let things go. And by the time I get back out, I seem to always feel a lot better. So I love that. I do love a bath bomb. <laughs> and I love, I love a bit of uh, oh, hey, yeah. classical music, you know, I like a bit of classical music on. And, and, and those things just really help. Other things as well. I mean, not so much living in London, but you know, being able to go for a drive and stuff as well. I think driving, something about therapeutic about driving. And funny enough, one of the trends that um, has picked up throughout um a lot of lockdown in recent months and stuff as well as people watching YouTube videos of people uh, just just drive like watching dash cams of driving. So people are sitting on YouTube and just watching the roads as people are driving. It sounds like why would you like that? But when you actually watch one, it's quite therapeutic. It's quite like <sighs> I think I, I think it's that. one of those like it's like a it's a switch off thing, isn't it? I actually find exactly the same as you, Alex. Like I started walking in the pandemic and I started walking every morning before I was working because I realised otherwise it gets sort of 6pm or whatever in, and in winter and I wouldn't be going outside yeah. for days on days on end. So I started walking and now I do it all the time. Like every day I, I try and aim, well, for at least 9,000, but usually around 14,000 steps I do like most That's days. Fantastic. To keep but, me- then, but then also as well, I'm actually part of a rowing club and I, which I joined in the pandemic. And that when I do row, I'm, my phone is not on me. I do nothing but focus on the actual task in front of me. I'm not thinking about anything else other than not falling in the water. And I think like, it's like that, that everyone needs that thing to like switch off. And if that is watching like a YouTube video of people driving or if it's walking or running or, or meditating, do you know what I mean? That everyone needs to find their thing. Well, it's interesting if you look at um, if you look at uh, performance. Sorry, um, extreme athletes. So people do like base jumping, all this kind of stuff. This mm. is I'm not suggesting people start base jumping. <laughs> by the way. But talk about like that fear, that absolute fear, and that eight seconds of falling that gives you such a sense of being present that you mm. actually feel calm. Now, again, I that's not for me. I don't move that way. But, you know, everyone has different ways of dealing with things, don't they? And, and I think whatever it is that brings you back to that present moment and stops you worrying about things. I mean, my friend actually uh, texted me. She, she's a GP and she texted me. So um, we were chatting uh, yesterday and she's, oh, I've just painted my nails last hour. And, and then I was like, oh, you know, do you enjoy doing that? And she said, yeah, it's like it, it's the hour a week that I spend painting my nails that I'm just so focused on drawing. She draws like art on her nails. Mm. But that she's so focused on the art that, there isn't any noise. Mm. What about you, Bobby? What do you do? What do you and like I to do? You've hit the nail on the head. I think for me, like I started training in the pandemic, which is the strangest time because it's as the gym shut. So I literally had a couple of dumbbells and was kind of just in a garden in Essex doing what I can. Mm. And I think for the time I'm training, it's just getting out of my own head because yeah. I, I no time to, to think or worry or be anxious over things. And sometimes I think with anxiety or the majority of times, you don't know what you're anxious about. Some people go, well, what is it you're worried about? And I go, you you can't describe it. It's just that feeling that's inside. But for me, like when we was allowed out for that hour a day walk, training, doing like even for me, cooking, I found was Mm -hmm. such a big thing. When we were so limited in all them lockdowns that we had, just doing things like, and organising. I love I love a good clear out of like the wardrobes, cupboards, drawers, 
But I, I think that's the case, stepping back and kind of just almost losing yourself and shutting off the noise yeah. and whatever whatever works for you, whether, like say, music, reading. I know a lot of people reached out on social media and said, there's, um, like, you know, like the ASMR, mm, people yeah. love watching soap being cut yeah. and the sounds <laughs> of things like that. Um, but I think amazing. The, the minute you've found something that's your go-to, I think can only be a good thing. But it's like, you know, for, for example, I, for people, I think, who are going, well, how do I start and, you know, how do I decide what I want to do? I think if you're going to have one thing that's movement and one thing that's creative based, you're off to a good start. So whether that's going out simply for a walk or whether it is running or exercising, swimming or whatever it is, and then doing something creative. Creativity is amazing for bringing yourself to the present because when you've been creative, you're focusing on the now. You are creating something. So whether it's you know, I just bought a um, little uh, starter pack for painting a canopy, you know, you know just painting, uh, you know, a simple way with a bit of, you know, simple kind of mixes of paint. And I do, I do, I'm not arty at all, but I thought, you know, well, why don't I try it? Because, you know, when I'm trying to learn to do this and trying to draw whatever or paint whatever, you're in that moment. So if you can do a little bit of creativity, whether it's playing with music or whether it's playing Wordle or whatever it is, you know, people love that game at the moment. doesn't matter what it is, but doing something that engages you in the moment that's not a task for your work or your homework or for your exams. It's something you're doing just for the pleasure of doing it. Absolutely. If someone was listening to this now, Alex, and wanted to speak to someone but doesn't know how to go about it or thinks that they might be struggling, what advice would you give them? Well, the first thing I'd say is self-awareness is the first step. So I often say to people, if you're asking yourself, do I need help? Your answer is there for you. You know, it's often you find people going, do I need help? Am I bad enough? Do I need this? And they leave it for months and years. Okay. If you're thinking those thoughts, get help. You're better off getting help and finding out actually you get back to a better place really quickly and you're fine. Then you are not doing it, becoming much worse and finding it more difficult to come back. So self-awareness. Listen to your, your your feelings, listen to your body, listen to that tightness what you're feeling if you're feeling anxious. Look at your behaviours. Are you finding that you're avoiding doing things with your mates now that you used to do? You're not exercising, you're not getting excited about work and things. Notice those things and react to them. And I think I advise people that there's three circles, general circles that people have in their life. Their friends, uh, their family, uh, in what, sorry, the friends and family in one circle, you know, professional people, so doctors, uh, charity, uh, pro- professionals, if you like, in that circle, and then people in your workplace or your school or your college. If you can talk to one person from each, those are the main kind of patches in your life covered so that someone knows in each of those key areas what's going on and how you're feeling. And I think having that conversation is often easiest when you're going for a walk with someone, when you're driving with someone, or you're busy doing something, because it's hard sometimes to sit down opposite someone. Yeah. So I'm struggling. But when you're walking with someone, you're both looking forward, it's easier to talk about it. And you can talk about when you'll feel ready. You don't under pressure, right? Sat together and talk now. It comes into conversation when you're ready. Same yeah. with driving, same with going on the bus or whatever. So it's just find the moment you feel comfortable, talk to the person you feel that you can trust. And then really it is that important thing from that first person you talk to is going, well, I probably need to speak to someone in a professional sense to speak to your GP or a charity, a member of a mental health charity or so on. And then it's talking to your workplace as well, because ultimately it's important for colleagues to know that things are tough because often, you know, it might be stress and you're stressed at work. If you don't deal with that problem at work, it's not going to get better. So don't be afraid. Be brave about talking. Uh, it's a strength to recognise when you're struggling because ultimately you get back to a better place. You know, I think it is it is much better to deal with a problem early, be open and get help than it is to let it become a big problem. And as I say, don't be ashamed. There's no shame uh, about it at all. 
you've also become like a real um in in recent years like a real body positivity like sort of ambassador i guess you could say as well like are you surprised like having done love island you've suddenly become, like your 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 path is quite different to how most of, <laughs> most of the um guys come off the show and work like is that a surprise to you or no i think you learn in life and then people ask me about you know reality to you everything but you, you learn by going through this and then you and and we evolve as a society don't we and like i've learned so much more about myself and i've learned what makes me tick and I look at times when I was overtraining, under eating, was so critical of my body and I was probably amongst the most unhappy I'd been. Whereas when I actually just go, you know, I eat to fuel my body, I move because it helps my brain and it keeps me healthy, my body healthy. I enjoy the process. And I think for anyone that's going, it's hard to go to the gym, it's hard to exercise, focus on the process rather than the product. So if you create goals, I need to look a certain way or whatever, you're either going to get frustrated on the way trying to get there and go, I can't get there, I can't achieve it. Or you're going to get fed up and bored of it on the way. Or when you achieve that goal, you've got to have achieved it now. And then you stop. If you want to sustain a habit, it needs to be the focus on creating a habit that lasts remove barriers and really, really enjoy the process. You know, sometimes when I'm in the gym, I'm like, oh, I just don't want to be here. I can't bother with it today. Say when I'm swimming or whatever, I go, no, no, gratitude. I'm grateful to be able to move. I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Listen to your body. And if you think about it, that feeling of just like movement and just getting out energy, it is a good feeling, even if it's hard at times. And I always say to people, you never regret a workout. You regret not going. You never regret and come back, oh, gosh, I'm so annoyed that I went. Why did I bother that workout? You know, you always enjoy, always feel better for it. So, yeah, it's that that process that, that really helps. That's so true. And not just reality TV. Do you think in general there is a pressure now from social media? I think so many people are guilty of comparing their lives, their bodies, what they've got and what they haven't got to everyone else. People that they might not even know or have ever met, but they just follow them. Do you, do you think that's become a huge thing now on social media? Well, humans compare. Humans have been comparing each other themselves to other people since the beginning of time, practically, when it comes to human, the human race. And, and, and social media just basically propagates that. And the problem is with social media, you can have unfair playing fields. Are you comparing against someone that's displaying perfect images that maybe is only showing highlight reels of good times and you're not seeing those bad times? So actually, you're not making a fair comparison because you're judging yourself in a natural, normal way and seeing your whole life against someone that you're only seeing a highlight reel. So I think the importance there really is that we need to educate young people. And this is what I'm really passionate about, educating young people to understand that, understand the pitfalls of social media, where the good parts are and how to utilize the good platforms, you know, how to know who to follow, how to use, you know, things like um, blocking off um, hate messaging and things like that. There's lots of things we educate around social media so that people use this tool, which is what it is, in a positive way and are aware of the potential risks of social media so that if you if you're kind of falling into that trap you're able to recognize it you know if you start comparing yourself and you're criticizing yourself and go hang on no no that person is almost certainly editing i'm looking at perfect image you've got perfect light i've done a hundred photos for that that isn't them and i think the sooner we're able to accept that the better and it took me a long time to do it myself but i i i I just post myself as i am because i'm i am who i am and once you learn to be comfortable in your own skin you're very, very, you know, you're very resilient, I think. So true. Like, I'm a massive believer that comparison's the thief of joy. And exactly. You can, you can look at people on social media, but that photo, like you hit the nail on the head, they've probably took 100 photos. They've picked their favourite out of the 100. It might have had a little bit of face tune. It might have a cheeky filter on it. 
And also, no one in the middle of a row, say, with a partner goes, oh, let me grab the phone and take a photo of this. Yeah, you, don't yeah. see, you don't see that side. Mm. So people, it really is that they're showing their version of the, their, their best life. Yeah. But that, that's not everyone's life behind closed doors. That's no not one's even, life. Not even images, it's just images. I mean, you know, people, you know, um, I was hearing about um, a doctor saying, or oh, comparing to other doctors that's achieving and doing so well, and, oh gosh, I'm not doing that, I need to work harder or whatever. And, and, and you're right, it does steal that joy. And also it steals gratitude from yourself, going, do you know what, I'm actually grateful for, for the things. My life's not perfect, no one's is, but I'm grateful for what I have. And I think that gratitude is not just about saying, well, thank you, thank you. It's, it's about really feeling the joy from that gratitude, like, you know, realizing, gosh, like, yeah, I might not have achieved everything that I set out to in my life so far, but I am actually doing quite a lot. I'm enjoying it, enjoying that process. And I'm in the moment because otherwise you're constantly going, oh gosh, I need to do better. I need to do more. And when does it end? You know, where does it end? Well, speaking of enjoy, enjoying stuff, you've obviously had quite a journey since, since being on Love Island. What's been some highlights for you like in, in your life and careers? Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, it, it's a bittersweet for being Youth Mental Health Ambassador, I think is a real, is a highlight. I think, you know, it, it's for me, it, you know, I feel proud to be in this role. I absolutely, my favourite part of it is going to schools and colleges. Like it does genuinely make you feel it tops up that cup, you know, big time. Mm. You know, I've been very fortunate, I'd say as well, you know, outside that, you know, to be able to go and do and see amazing um, things. Like I love sports and I love music. So I've gone to watch concerts and stuff. So, you know, there's obviously things to do both professionally in the mental health space, but also personally, I feel very lucky and very grateful for, and it's important to, 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 to recognize those things. So, yeah. And I, and I also think it's, it's given me a real opportunity to, you know, do what I enjoy. Like I love education. I love teaching. And in many ways, a lot of the stuff I do on socials is that education, you know, and, I, and it, it allows me to follow the things I'm passionate with about. And it's obviously all turned out quite well for, for you and, and, and you're doing great work. Yeah. Well, there's ups and downs. I mean, look, there's, there's good days, there's bad days. And I, I think, you know, the, the yin, I believe quite a lot like yin and yang, good and bad, there's a good and bad in everything. And, you know, it's learning to um, decide in life whether you can deal with the bad points and are they worth the good points of what you're doing. And mm-hmm. for me, they are, and the balance is generally good, but you know, there are obviously difficult times being in the public eyes and, always an easy thing and you know you guys know that it's not it's not an easy space to be in but at the same time you know you get you get the opportunity to do things you're passionate about and I think that is for me the that for me is why it's all worth it really so true so true and I think taking away from this is, is you you completely are so right gratitude for, for everything isn't it? it 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 really is key because it's taking that moment back and that step back and just being grateful for being able to get in the pool and, and do that swim or, or go for that walk yeah exactly you know gratitude is very important if you're if you're feeling if you wake up in the morning you're feeling uh, yeah I'm, oh, I'm gonna be a bad day today do say i do this when i feel bad in the morning five things you're grateful for by the time you said the fifth thing i guarantee you you'll feel much better about it you know and and work out those ways that you can move and if, you know if anyone listening watching you know, check out you know how we move it's 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 really i think it's inspiring to see people you know, genuinely inspiring to see people that are in the public eye people think oh gosh are they you know they're just gonna talk about going for a walk or whatever and they give all these weird ways that you know weird and wonderful ways that they kind of look after themselves i think it just normalizes self-care i think everyone should practice self-care whether you feel good or bad or in between it's a good thing to do and i think investing in yourself allows you to have a better chance of being happy and healthy no one's happy all the time but if you invest yourself you're much more likely to have more happy days and i think surely all we what we all want in life for ourselves our family our friends is for people to be happy and to be healthy that's it right 
There, there is nothing else. That is the most important thing. Um, where can we catch uh, How We Move? So you can we'll see it on our ITV Hub and also on the on the ITV on the ITV two ITV Hub and ITV two YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, check check it out. And it's been really good fun. We're a right mix of characters. We've got more episodes coming, and uh, you know I've had a lot of fun. Great, I can't wait to check it out, Dr. Alex. Thanks so much for joining us, Stephen. Really appreciate it. And really informative and important chat. I think. Yeah, thank you both. Absolutely. Have a lovely evening. Take care, guys. You too. Take you care. Too. Bye. 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 I feel like sometimes we get people on and they're just like, you know, they oh, just love it. <laughs> and I think such an important chat hitting so many important messages um, for people that are sat at home listening to this now. And um, it, it's inspiring, really, isn't it, to, to just sit back and kind of just listen to that 20-minute conversation and think, do you know what, you're not alone. And yeah, um, I yeah. think he really, really um, made some amazing points. I had quite an interesting chat just today, actually, with a friend of mine um, who and we were talking about um, how quite often, like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm single, right? And I've been single for a long time. And quite often people think that um, if you're single, then you must be like sad and like yeah. depressed and stuff. And I, and I said, do you know what the funny thing is? I actually think I'm quite content with my life. And sometimes it's the people in couples that are having like a really difficult time, but it's like, it's like, there's like a stigma attached, isn't it? It's like in, um, in uh, Bridget Jones, you know, it's like where she goes for dinner and she's the only single one. And she's like, it doesn't help my whole body's covered in fur. That's why I'm so terrifying to like single men and stuff. Like, I think like even, even stuff like that, we just need to like break that sort of, like yeah the stigma that's attached with it and like and let people live and enjoy their lives same things goes for like you know trans issues or 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 gay rights or or whatever you know like people should just be allowed to live their lives and so true i I think that there definitely is this stigma um like you i'm single and i think a lot of people there's pity towards single people It's patronising. Um, yeah, but it is. Um, and people think that you must be really lonely if you're single. Mm. But actually, I think there's nothing more lonely than being in the wrong relationship or with someone that you know it, it's not going to work out. You might have just grown apart or you're not meant to be together. Mm-hmm. And actually, sometimes being alone can be the most independent and the most empowering thing. For you. Yeah. Empowering, yeah, completely. So, uh, yeah. Pity isn't needed. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pity elsewhere. No, it's true though. I mean, it is, but it is, but it is something that I think like single people have to deal with quite a lot. And I wasn't like being like boohoo about it when I was talking about it with my friend, but like, I just think that like, you know, a little bit more like openness to the way people choose to live their lives and sort of compassion for people rather than that sort of pity thing. When I've literally got my coupled friends constantly whinging about their partners <laughs> yeah and I think as well sometimes it, I think it, it's good to spend time alone like I, I've got some friends that literally will break up with someone on a Monday and by Tuesday <laughs> Wednesday they're with someone else so no tea no shade whatever you want to do I'm a big believer in that but I think it's important after a relationship to, to have some time alone to kind yeah. of find yourself again process it all and think about what you want in a partner yeah, yeah. And totally. sometimes it's not until you you are alone that you kind of think, well, well this is what I want, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it's a it's a penny drop moment. Hundred percent, totally agree with you, Bob. 
Um, well, our, our second guest and former host of the show, Joanna, is is here. So um, let's get her in and have a chat. Let's get her in. Oh, you're on mute, Joanna. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> can I hear? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hi. How have you been, babe? Yeah, I've been good. I've been good. Do you know what? I, I'm still living at home. I have. I'm, I'm looking to get in a house, but I'm still living at home. And literally, my nan just absolutely shit me up. I just saw her in my mirror, and I was like, "Who is that?" And I was like, oh, "My nan." So I just had to tell her to uh, get out a little bit. Get out. Oh, Jada, it's so nice to see you. It's been so long. Um, oh, no, I missed you. How have things been for you? What have you been up to? You've been like busy. I mean, all I see these days is you all over TikTok wearing new outfits. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like honestly, life is like. <laughs> crazy like I mean I don't even get a second to breathe but I mean if I have one day spare I'm like calling management up like why have I got a day off like, why is it here? But, um, yeah it's been manic I've been really good just getting on with it um but, yeah my own little bubble right now I'm just like just powering through but yeah it's been good how have you guys been really good it feels really like such good. a long time since since you were doing well it was, I guess it was like two years ago right when we were when we were doing the show together now um, I mean, I'm 25 now, turning 26 this year. I'm having a quarter life crisis, guys. <laughs> so let's not think about two years ago. <laughs> I'll tell you what, wait another five years because I had yeah, that moment woo. when I hit 30, like literally from the day I turned 29 for 12 months, I was shitting myself about it. Just in my head, I had this weird thing. I was like, by 30, I've got to have my ass, husband, like things that were kind of inherited that you're told you have to have. And it's like, how old fashioned is that, that you kind of have to have your husband, your ass and, and your little Yorkshire terrier all this by the age the of 30? This is the thing. Two of my friends in my group, there's six of us from school and two of them are um, just had a baby. So I'm sitting there with them and I'm like, right, okay, should I be at this stage? I'm still going on nights out. I'm still living my best life. And then next minute I just turn around. I was like, one, one baby's on the boob, the other one's pooing. <laughs> got changed twice in a second. I was like, I'm definitely not ready for kids. But, you know... <laughs> I mean, time is just crazy. Like, it's also a biological clock that all of us girls have, and we all start panicking a little bit. But I think um, I need to just calm down a little bit. You've got at least 10 years, Joanna, so I wouldn't worry too much. I think it. even I think that, and even though I've not got a girl's biological clock, I've definitely realised that only very recently I've become... Re I know I've always wanted to, to be a dad. I've kind of gone through this, right, broody period, and I'm kind of like... I think in my head, I always, again, it, it sounds really weird. And I think it's things as you're growing up. But I wanted to be what you'd call it, a young dad. Too and late now. Too late now. Now, now <laughs> at the age of 35, I'm thinking, even if I had a child tomorrow, which is physically impossible because it'd have to be nine months down the line, so I'd be pushing 36 by then. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm no longer, I, there's no way on earth I'd be a young dad at the school gate anymore. And that's kind of like, it's a, it's a bit of a thing like, shit. This L is thing, life just cracks on and you don't know. It does. And for a second, I'll be like, oh, I could read with a child and I'm with them for five minutes. And I'm like, oh, you can have that time. <laughs> I could really do with a child. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think my dogs are, are more than enough, like, take, yes. take up so much of my attention. I'll stick with that for now. And then when it's time, so the time will come. Yeah, and I'll feel ready, hopefully. Amen. So what is it like doing all of this sort of TikTok stuff that you do now? Because I remember when we were back, like you were like filming TikToks before the people were even like really thinking it was a thing. And now you're like huge on there, right? Like what's that like? It's like crazy, like having to constantly think of content and all that stuff that you do. 
It is crazy. I do think TikTok's quite ruthless, though. There is a lot of young children on there, so they probably think they would say something on there and, like, no one would take it personally. But it's got to the point where, like, I get this weird amusement out of them just ripping into me. So really? Yeah, if I look stupid, I'm like, do you know what? I'm like, I know that they're going to rip into me, and it's kind of fun. So I think, do you know what, sod it. But I think TikTok's all about, like, the stripped back version of you, like just showing your personality, having fun. Like it is crazy. And like, I'll sit there and be like, oh my God, I haven't uploaded a TikTok in two days. And I have this little, little shit bit. And I'm like, oh my God, no, quickly got to go back to doing it. But TikTok's amazing. It's so much fun. Like the, the trends as well. And like- it's, it's How do you come up with the like ideas that. though? Like, that's the thing. Is it, do you watch other people and get inspired or like, I don't know. Well, each person, like everyone's profile has got the reason they get, they've got like sort of like a theme, the reason they get their views. Yeah. And mine would be scenarios. So if I just do like a funny sound and I put a funny scenario, they would normally get the views because people like them. So I'd be like, oh, when like I did one, when when a, um, a tarot card reader tells you there's a third person in the relationship. And like, it's just funny, relatable situations where some people get in more for like doing like more acting style stuff or some people get it from more looking really good. I mean, if I try to look good in one of my TikToks, people they're, they're just like like sod off. I can. Oh really? You get no reaction to that? You get like no it's... one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. If I look nice, no one gives a shit. Honestly, but if I literally just act like an idiot, everyone's like, "That is funny." Like I'm going to interact with that. So it's you know your niche. That, yeah, you find your niche as you go along. But obviously, I started that two, maybe nearly three years ago now. So. Yeah, and I mean, I'm glad I jumped on it then because I sort of understood it a bit more. Whereas I think a lot of people, they're catching on to it now and they're sort of still trying to find their feet with it, which is fine. But I did it two, three years ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah, you were good. You were, you were on that bandwagon. It's, yeah, it's been so much fun, though. Even, like, I'm doing a lot of work now. And, like, I'm bringing TikToks or, uh, TikTokers on or, like, even, like, some of the work I'm getting put on, like, filming and stuff. It's, it's A lot of the time, they're actually choosing TikTokers as well because... They're just like, it's so mad how big the app is now. It's mm. just crazy. So, yeah, it's so much fun. And, like, I mean, I had a uh, like I did filming the other day and it was hilarious. Like, the TikTokers, they've just got so much personality. They just don't even understand how big they are as well. So they're still down to earth, which is quite nice as well. Yeah, it's a nice one. I, I did about five in lockdown. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were, you, I saw yours, Bob. You were like... Um... You were like um, lip syncing to yourself, weren't you? Yeah, because it was, was quite good. I was just sat there because I can't like everyone just bored counting down the hours in the hours in lockdown. It was phone was just blowing up where people was reacting to my scenes over the years on Tearway. Yeah. I thought, sod it, I'm going to react to, which is a really weird thing, reacting to things <laughs> yeah, you've said. You said you've, yeah. yeah, it kind of yeah, completely takes the fourth wall out. But um, <laughs> I can see how it becomes quite um, a, an addictive thing for people, like watching and how people spend hours on it because there's no end to that scrolling down, is there? It's not like any other app. So you can I lose mean, an hour in no time. It is literally, like, it's, it's quite concerning. I feel like sometimes when I'm on it, I'm going through it, going through it, and then I get, like, three hours in and then I feel really overstimulated. I kind of feel like I'm, like, <laughs> thinking of ideas and I'm, like, saving it and then I'm getting, like, re-stuck in. It is genuinely. Like, apparently in, like, I think it's Japan or somewhere, they've actually restricted what they show on TikTok to be actually more inspirational rather than entertaining because it's mm. so addictive now. So I think people realising, like, how addictive, like, TikTok is. And it, but I, I just love it too much to give it up ever. I did one, I did one, well, I've done a couple of videos, but the first one I did, which was a surprise to me, considering I I got 27,000 views, and it was just a picture of me with, 
I'm obviously a hairy man. There's a niche for this Same. hairy man. Same. <laughs> Don't freak out over it. Yeah. Um, and and but the funny thing was is that I was getting comments being like, "Sir, this is an app for children." And then I was like, "Oh my god, am I a pervert? Does everyone think I'm a pervert?" Like because I'm I am old compared to most of the people on TikTok. But then but then you know what I mean. You, you scroll and you know there's there's niches for everyone all over the. You app. was living your best bit. Yeah, I, I thought I was just having a nice time, and then everyone's like, "Who are you, you disgusting old man?" And I was like, "Oh god." <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even 40. <laughs> it's like you just post it and just don't know what reaction to do. It's like jumping in the deep end. It's literally like jumping far and thinking, am I going to burn and am I going to survive? And you, just, you just go along with it. But even little things like the um, the Eurovision um, sort of United Kingdom singer. He yeah, was Sam Ryder. Yeah, yeah. So if he wasn't for TikTok, would he be doing it? And it's just crazy yeah. how big it's gone. But I mean, he's got like 12 million followers on there. I mean, I'm nothing compared to that yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get you there eventually, Joanna. Soon come, soon come. <laughs> um, you've also been. I saw you. You've been um, made an ambassador for Down Syndrome Association, right? Yes. Tell yes. us a bit about that. So um, I don't really talk about it often because I sort of like I, I kind of suppressed it a little bit. So my um, uncle, he um, had Down syndrome and he passed away when I think I was I was in my teens. I can't remember what age, maybe fifteen or thirteen, and. Um, I've, it's always he's always been sort of the only mm. one that sort of hurt me since passing because not many people actually passed in my family right. passed away and then I thought over the years I was like what charity can I be involved in and it only hit me one thing I just thought let me just quickly search up any charities that are involving um, those with Down syndrome and I found this association um, and we got in contact with me and my management and we're like do you know what let's see what they're about because I have to sort of I want to feel a part of something mm. rather than just being like oh I'm an ambassador for this like it just doesn't it's not I don't think that's a good look. I want to actually be involved. Involved, in yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. So um, we organised to go up there, and it was. I'm so glad I didn't didn't do it over Zoom. Like I just literally like, no, I want to go up there. I travelled two hours with my manager, and it was the most beautiful place. Literally, it was this um this sort of big building on a green, and the actual building was founded by the person who actually discovered Down syndrome. Oh right. Um, so there's oh, wow. so much history behind it, and we went in there, and everyone like. That you can see like they've got pictures of like everyone on the walls and stuff and like I was like oh what so what are these pictures about then and she and she said oh we're celebrating people who have made it over 50 um who have got down, down syndrome because they are known to pass away sadly like quite a young age right oh, I didn't um, know that. yeah it's like it's quite a known a known thing with them and um and it was just the way they're celebrating. I sort of got emotional in there. And I'm, as you're aware, I'm not very an emotional person. I sort of <laughs> laughed through everything. I bantered through everything and it just hit me. And I was like, do you know what? All I want to do right now is help. So we're going to be doing events together um, to raise awareness. Um, they've got a photography um, competition coming up as well. And they want me to be a judge on the panel. Um, I even said, like, why don't, because I was like, what do you, do you need help with anything in particular? And they were like, we'd love to ha- your help with TikTok. And I went, do you know what? What we'll do is we'll have a day, like, we'll get 20 of us, and we'll do TikTok, spread awareness through TikTok, because it's such a big platform. Um, and we'll just make it sort of like, make it really lighthearted and fun and everything. And like, yeah, so we, we're going to be doing that as well. And I just I just said to him, like, I want to be doing weekly stuff with you guys. I don't want it to be like just a name and that I'm an ambassador for this. Like, I actually want to get stuck in and help you guys. Um, and they did say they want me to jump out of a plane for Down Syndrome Awareness Ooh. Week. 
And I was like, I'll do it if I get life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're brave. You're brave. I'll do yeah. it. I'll do it for the cause 100%. But do you know what? Like, I've like finally found my niche and I finally found that the, the, the sort of like the charitable thing I want to be a part of. And like, even my manager was like, where did this come from? Because I sat down, I just like burst into tears. I was like, I just saw my uncle, my dream. He's not been in my dream for so long. Maybe it's a sign to be like, to start helping out and stuff. And, um, yeah, and they're just amazing, and I, I just can't wait to just get stuck in now. I'm so ready. I'm already messaging them, like, okay, what's next? Like, what we're gonna do? <laughs> they're going to be like, can Let you leave us alone? So <laughs> they're going to be like, leave us alone, okay? Can we really help out this week? <laughs> I'm like, what is that, three-day hitch? I'm just going down. <laughs> but no, they're amazing, and, and, you know, I did work in a special needs school and stuff as well, and my degrees in psychology, so I have that love for it, and I, I kind of feel like I've actually not, sort of helped out in a while if that makes sense like I've mm. always been grown up to help other people and and especially those with special needs and stuff and now I just sort of like thought Do you know what I've, I've actually like taken a step back from work and just had like a little breather for a bit and I'm like right let's let's find my niche and get stuck in there and of course work as well so yeah I got DM someone saying like do you get paid for this and I'm like no this is not a, a paid thing like <laughs> no. not everything we do to support someone you get paid for like it's a uh, but yeah I can't wait I'm so excited that's great. Great to have that. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. How is the love life, Joanna? Come on, tell us. Oh, Stephen, I knew you were going to ask that. I knew, <laughs> I, knew I knew it. I knew it. I mean, as you're aware, it's, it's hard to date in, in this, uh, this day and age. <laughs> the men are of a certain kind and certain breed, you know? Um, I mean, I am talking with someone, but okay. very okay. like new, so I'm just keeping it just very quiet right now and just seeing how it goes, but yeah, it is. Um, it's hard, and I mean, a lot of my relationships fail. So you know, I'm not surprised if this does. If this fails as well, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Well, we were actually just saying, well, we, Bob, we were just saying earlier on. We we're actually like, being single is nothing to be ashamed of. You know what I mean? People, people can be happy singles. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I did go to a wedding on the weekend, and like, I was sitting on the table, and everyone was had a relationship on the table. Like, I was like sitting amongst them I was like Cupid like if anyone needs anything you know you just come to me I'm like the one at the front um and then uh, they started bickering in their couples and at that point I was like I'm glad I'm single that was the only (laughs) moment in my whole entire life I've been glad I've been single but I mean yeah I mean I am single but I'm chatting to someone we'll just see how it goes and fingers crossed it ends in something who knows and I think the thing is as well is uh, I'm a big believer what's meant to be will be yeah, 100%. And I mean, I've, I'm so busy with work at the moment. It's so hard to even have time to date and have time to go. And especially, as you know, probably being in public eye and stuff, it's so hard to even, you know, where do we go? Like, do we just go to a club and, and hope that we don't get seen? And we can't even go out for dinner. You've got to go with a group of people because no one will think that you're on a date with that particular person. So it's so hard. And I kind of feel like after the show, it has been a lot more difficult. And I find that, like, I mean, when I go out, I don't really... No one really comes up, meaning boys, no one comes up to speak to me in like a like a dating, flirting way. It's quite like just men shouting out a window. That's about it. So oh, true. I definitely think that men care. I mean, you can't generalise all of, all of them, obviously. But no, you can. I, I, I think a lot of men are intimidated to go up to someone off the TV in the public eye. Yeah, because a lot of me and my friends say that we're like, gosh, like, we don't know why, why, but I just think some men find it intimidating what we do. 
A hundred percent. And like, I'm the most down to earth, just normal person. Like, yeah, obviously I do like Instagram and I've been on a show and stuff. But you know, I, what I always say is I want that rom-com vibe. You know, when someone walks yes. into like a cafe and they're like, oh, I'll get that for you. Like, hi, what's your name? And I'm like, hello, I'm Joanna, actually. <laughs> yes, I will yours, accept you know? your marriage proposal. <laughs> Thank you. Literally, exactly. <laughs> do you want to get down on one knee like right now? Like, I want that rom-com vibe and I mean like through Instagram like you chat and even over the phones and I kind of feel like the boys write letters anymore you know stick them in no. an L no they no. don't no, they make no letters but you might <laughs> maybe a DM here and there but I know what you mean about the rom-com thing because of, have you ever been on like a tube or a train and seen a right salt and be like that's a bit of me and then in your head you kind of think well, this would be a lovely little story, wouldn't it? But nothing, <laughs> it gets it gets off the next stop and nothing, nothing comes. You never it. see him again. <laughs> but I'm sure what? I've met the love of my life a couple of times on the central line. Uh, we, wow. We've never spoke. But, uh, <laughs> this is the thing. I, well, to be fair, I was actually sitting um, in, I was in central London. I was having lunch and stuff. And it was the first moment this ever happened to me. And I sort of looked in the distance and I caught someone's eye. And it was a good looking boy and everything. I was like, oh, Selfridge is bad, looking cool, looking chilled. And then he sort of, he looked around to me and I thought, no, he's not looking at me. So I just continued what I was doing. I can't remember what I was doing. I was going for a bag. I turned around again. He was looking at me again. I was like, this could be it. This could be that rom-com moment. And then I thought, <clears throat> I let it just go on, let it sim simmer, you know. And then he actually came to the restaurant, went inside and ate. And I thought, he's going to come out and say hi. Got, got to come out. And he sort of walked out, went on the street, stared at me again, just walked off. And I thought, I'm actually sick of this. I'm sick of it. And then you made you think that, that could have been my husband, eh? Yeah, I'm resigning, okay? I'm resigning from this rom-com situation. From this, like, I'm just not having it anymore. Like, I was just like, surely this one moment, I was like, this could be it. This could be that, like, natural situation. But no, and I did check my DMs thinking, if he DMs me, I'm going to be fuming. But the thing is, if no one has the arsehole to go up to each other and say hello, or... Do you want to swap numbers or do you want to swap it? I don't even, am I even showing my own to swap numbers? Do you swap Instagram handles now? What do you do? Well, I think if it's Good like point. someone I don't know or anything, I would literally be like, oh, just follow me on Instagram and then I'll check them out a little bit and see like, are you my type? Because you can meet someone in person, their Instagram is so cringing. You're like, absolutely not. That's just not for me. Like, I'm not going ahead with it. But with that boy, he did have sunglasses on. So I was thinking about it after and I was like, maybe he missed. He maybe was looking at the actual restaurant and thinking, is that the restaurant over there? And I thought he was thinking at me, looking at me. And you're like, oh, hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're left never knowing. It's a forever a yeah. what if, isn't it? He won't exactly. the one know because it won't fate. If it was fate, he would have come over with his selfridges bag, took his glasses off and said, babe, do you want a strawberry daiquiri? I'd be like, yes, please. Thank you. Like, actually, so absolutely. <laughs> but hopefully one day, you never know. But I mean, chatting here and there is okay. But I don't know if that's even, that's not even dating, is it? I don't even know what dating is. I've been thinking for three and a half years. Joanna, it's been so nice to see you again. And um, you're welcome on any time. So, um, so thank you. Thank and, you. Um, and, and nice to see you doing so well. I'm really pleased for you. Thank you so much. So good to have be well be back on here. And um yeah, hopefully see you guys soon. Miss you all. <laughs> Miss you. Take care, Bye, darling. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, that was so uh, nice. What, what a nice little reunion and what what a lovely show. Such a lovely show. Um so we're not uh, here next week, are we? You're going away. Tell me more, Italy. Going to a gorgeous little island in Italy where I'm just going to sit around by the pool and drink wine for a week. Um, have a lovely time. And so, yeah, we, we won't be here next week. Um, what, have, what have you got planned over the next week? Anything exciting? 
I think I'm hoping by the next week I should be pretty much sorted here at, at the new place. All boxes done. All boxes done. There's, there's still a few, but they're like in the spare in which I can get sorted as and when. But you know, I, I just, I'm not putting pressure on myself at the minute because I keep looking at them. But some things I can't do because I, I want to get like some new wardrobes all fitted into the spare room, kind of make like a wardrobe slash dressing room. Okay. Um, um, so there's no point opening up certain boxes to then put them back in there. So kind of out of sight, out of mind. Fair. Which, yeah, it stresses me out a little bit, not going to lie, just keeping the door shut. <laughs> can't see it, even though, I, and I do think about it, I think I know they're in there, but I'm not opening that door. <laughs> well, they're not going to sort themselves out by themselves, Bob, are they? So no, you'll have to no, do them at so some point. Gotta get a, a man round to uh, measure up it and help me help me do the wardrobe, and then yeah, good good to go, babe. And then hopefully um, patio furniture will arrive for the sun. You'll be back from holiday. Lovely. Who knows? Maybe in a couple of weeks I'll be sat outside recording the show. Oh, lovely! Wouldn't that be a treat? Um, all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Great show as ever. Um, thanks, Bob, and um, we will be back in a fortnight. Bye, guys. Bye.